Welcome to episode 75 of the Wiccan Read Along podcast. This is your host, Phoenix the Reader. It's Saturday, May 18th, 2019, and we've got a full moon today. This month's moon is sometimes called the flower moon. I've been a little bit nervous about doing this podcast episode because I want to talk to you about why I took a break. Um, back in October, I was having a lot of um, depression symptoms. I was having the thought I want to die over and over as an intrusive thought. I didn't have any intention to harm myself, but it was worrisome enough that in October I checked myself into the St. Vincent Stress Center. Um, so I was inpatient for eight days and during that time they took my shoelaces. Um, I couldn't have like hairspray or anything. Um, I couldn't bring like any Wiccan stuff with me except for this one little lapis stone that <laughs> the nurses said they had to keep it behind the counter. And then when I wanted to visit with the stone, I could ask them for it and hold on to it for about 15 minutes. And then I had to give it back because if somebody got mad, they could throw it at somebody <laughs> um, and cause harm. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. But while I was in inpatient, um, they had a whole lot of group sessions uh, and they talked a lot about coping skills. It was really great. I felt really um, cared for and I felt like uh, there was hope for me, even though I was having these horrible thoughts and I was having um, like sobbing fits every day for one to two hours. Um, it was really awful. Like, I I had a really bad time. So anyway, that was back in October. And after I got out of inpatient, I did what's called intensive outpatient at the stress center, where you go three times a week for three hours each time. And for the first two hours, you have process group where you sit in a circle with people and you all... Um, like give your mood rating for the day from one to ten. One is suicidal and ten is the best you've ever felt. Um, then you say a positive from the last 24 hours. Like, I don't know, I had dinner with my family and we didn't fight. Um, and then you give an emotional word, happy, mad, sad, glad, for example. Um, and then um, any critical issues. So we, that's the... Um, kind of warm up. Everybody goes around and says all that. And then the time is open for processing. Uh, one person talks at a time. Uh, you don't give each other advice. You can say, this has been my experience, but you don't tell people what to do. Um, you can't fraternize with anybody outside of group. That's just to protect everybody from harm of any kind. Um, and yeah, then the third hour was education group where all of the support groups met together in the auditorium and they talked about um, like lots of coping skills, something called dialectical behavior therapy skills, which are really effective. It's called DBT. I highly recommend it if you have mental illness or actually even if you don't, like it's just awesome skills for everyday living, like um, how to avoid emotional reasoning how to cope with, um, you know, feelings that are really uncomfortable, 
um, how to keep yourself busy and distracted from things that you can't change. So anyway, it was just really outstanding, and um, I'm so grateful to the Stress Center for providing all of that for me. Well, but that was back last year, so what have I been doing? I, I stopped podcasting in March. Well, um, I, I graduated from intensive outpatient um, like months and months ago, uh, and I was just going to a weekly thing uh, every Tuesday night. It was like an hour and a half of process group. And I was just doing that, but then I started getting worse again. Um, I had started a job at this place where they put a whole lot of pressure on their teachers. Um, by the way, I had tried to do a career in um, like software development, but that's when my symptoms got really bad. So I decided to go back to teaching. So that's my little career update for you. <laughs> I'm really sad that um, it didn't work out. But I think it's for the best that I'm doing teaching now. Um, I think it goes better with my personality. So anyway, um, after I graduated from IOP, my symptoms got worse when I was trying to work at this one particular company. And um, I ended up asking if I could go back to intensive outpatient. So that is that was my last stint at the stress center. Um, I did, I did intensive outpatient again, uh, March through May. Um, and I just graduated yesterday. So, um, I feel pretty good about myself. I feel really happy that I was able to get healthy and ask for help. Um, I feel that asking for help is a really courageous thing to do. And, um, I'm just really glad I have supported fam supportive family and friends, um, around me who really helped out a lot. So that's my saga. Um, why am I sharing this? Um, because I've received really beautiful notes from listeners um, wishing me well and um, hoping that I'm doing better. Um, people write to me and thank me for doing the podcast. So I feel a connection with my listeners. And I just want to share about my life also because um, mental illness is a huge thing in the pagan community. Really, any community you look at, there's going to be mental illness. Um, but I think it's not talked about enough, specifically in the pagan community. Um, so I just, I think it's really important for me to be open and honest about my struggles. And um, I just want to say, if you are struggling, I encourage you to, to reach out um, for assistance because sometimes our feelings are so huge that we can't manage them on our own. They're just too overwhelming, too painful, too sad, too anxious, and it's okay to ask for help. So that's my message for you today. Okay, um, let's continue chapter four of The Spiral Dance, A Rebirth of the Ancient Religion of the Great Goddess by Starhawk. This chapter is on creating sacred space, and we're going to continue with these meditative tools we've been talking about. Exercise 32, the pentagram of pearl. The pentagram of pearl is a meditative tool like the iron pentagram. Its points are love, wisdom, knowledge, law, and power. 
begin as for the iron pentagram. Love is the moving energy of life. It is both blindly erotic and deeply personal, a passionate, prideful, powerful caring for oneself and others. It is the law of the goddess and the essence of magic. Wisdom and knowledge can best be understood together. Knowledge is learning, the power of the mind to understand and describe the universe. Wisdom is knowing how to apply knowledge and how not to apply it. Knowledge is knowing what to say. Wisdom is knowing whether or not to say it. Knowledge gives answers. Wisdom asks questions. Knowledge can be taught. Wisdom grows out of experience, out of making mistakes. Law is natural law, not human law. When we break natural laws, we suffer the consequences as a natural result of our actions, not as a punishment. If you break the law of gravity, you will fall. Magic functions within natural law, not outside of it. But natural law may be broader and more complex than we realize. Power, again, is the power that comes from within, when love, knowledge, wisdom, and law are united. Power, rooted in love and tempered by knowledge, law, and wisdom, brings growth and healing. Again, meditate on the points and the links between them. Lie in the pentacle position, feel the points as part of yourself, and become aware of your own imbalances. Absorb the beauty of the pentagram of pearl. Center. The center of the circle is the point of transformation. It corresponds to pure essence, to timelessness, to transparent light, to the power to go, to move, change, transform. Its magical tool is the cauldron, which may be the traditional three-legged cast iron pot or a clay or metal bowl. The cauldron holds fire, a candle, incense, smoldering herbs, or a bonfire. It may also be a cooking pot in which fire transforms the food we will eat. Exercise 33, Transformation Meditation. Ground and center. Whisper softly over and over. She changes everything she touches and everything she touches changes. Feel the constant processes of change within yourself, in your body, your ideas and emotions, your work and relationships. Within every unmoving stone, atoms are in constant flux. Feel the changes all around you, changes you have made, are about to make. Even ending the meditation is part of the process of change that is life. Say, Hail, Kore, whose name cannot be spoken, the ever-changing one. Exercise 34, Cauldron Meditation. Ground and center. Hold the cauldron in both hands. Breathe deep and feel the power of transformation. You hold the cauldron of Saradwin, where the dead come to life. You hold the cauldron in which was brewed the broth that imparts all knowledge and understanding. The cauldron is the womb of the goddess, the gestation ground of all birth. Think of the transformations you undergo every day. In a moment, you die and are reborn a thousand times. Feel your power to end and begin anew, your ability to gestate, to create, to give birth to new things, and let that power flow into your cauldron.
Meditations on the elements are part of the training of every witch. After experiencing the energy of each magical element separately, the apprentice is taught to combine them in preparation for learning to cast a circle. Exercise 35, the circle visualization exercise. You may lie down, sit comfortably, or get up and enact this exercise. Face each direction either physically or mentally. Ground and center, face east. Visualize your athame in your strongest hand and draw an invoking pentacle as in exercise 13. See it burning with a pale blue flame. Say, Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the east, powers of air. Walk through the pentacle and see a great wind sweeping across a vast plain of waving grass. Breathe deeply and feel the air on your face, in your lungs, through your hair. The sun is rising, and in its rays, a golden eagle shines as it flies toward you. When you are filled with the power of air, say, Hail and farewell, shining ones. Walk back through the pentacle. Turn and face the south. Again, draw the invoking pentacle. Say, Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the south, powers of fire. Walk through the pentacle. You are on a blazing veldt under the hot sun. It is high noon. Feel the sun's fire on your skin and absorb its power. In the distance, red-gold lions sun themselves. When you feel attuned to fire, say, Hail and farewell, radiant ones. Walk back through the pentacle. Turn and face the west and again draw the pentacle. Say, Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the west, powers of water. Walk through the pentacle. You are on a cliff above a pounding sea. Feel the spray and the force of the waves. It is twilight, and the blue-green waves are edged with violet as the sun disappears. Dolphins and sea serpents dive and play in the foam. When you feel attuned to the power of water, say, Hail and farewell, flowing ones, and walk through the pentacle. Turn and face north. Draw the pentacle and say, Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the north, powers of earth. Walk through the pentacle. You are in the midst of a lush, fertile landscape on the slopes of a mountain. Around you are green, growing herbs nourished by fresh springs and tall, silent trees fed by the minerals and nutrients in the earth. In the distance, grain is waving in the fertile fields. Wild goats cling to the craggy heights above you, while below, herds of wild cattle thunder across the plain. It is midnight. The moon is hidden, but the stars are bright. The great bear and little bear circle the north star, the still center point of the whirling wheel of the sky. Say, Hail and farewell, silent ones. Visualize all four pentacles around you in a circle of blue flame. Above your head is an eight-rayed star. Breathe deep and draw in power from the star. Let it fill you. Feel it flood every cell of your body with light, a cone of light that extends deep into the earth around you. Thank the star and let the light return to its source. 
Open the circle by visualizing the pentacles flying off into space. Additional tools used in most covens include a cord, a necklace, a censer, and a book of shadows, which has been discussed in chapter 3. The cord is the symbol of binding, of belonging to a particular coven. In some traditions, the color of the cord reflects the degree of advancement in the craft of its bearer. The censer is used to hold the incense and is identified with either the east or the south, air or fire. The necklace is the circle of rebirth, the sign of the goddess. It can be of any design that is personally pleasing. Of course, candles, herbs, oils, and incenses are also used in witchcraft. Unfortunately, I don't have space to go into a detailed discussion of their uses and correspondences, especially as that information is given in the tables of correspondences and is available from other sources. In general, a witch depends less on traditional associations of herbs, odors, and colors than on her own intuition. If the proper materials aren't available, we improvise. The tools are usually kept on an altar, which may be anything from a hand-carved antique chest to a box covered with a cloth. When used for regular meditation and magical practice, the altar becomes charged with energy, a vortex of power. Generally, a witch's altar faces north, and the tools are placed in their corresponding directions. Images of the goddess and god, statues, shells, seeds, flowers, or a minor, take a central position. Exercise 36. Consecrating a tool. Tools can be charged, imbued with psychic energy, and consecrated within a group ritual during an initiation or individually. I will describe the rite for an athame. For other tools, simply make the necessary adjustments. Set up the altar as you want it and light the candles and incense. Perform the salt water purification and cast a circle by doing the circle visualization. Ask the goddess to be with you. Hold your athame in your strongest hand, saying, Blessed be, thou creature of art. Do the athame or sword meditation. Touch it to the symbols of each of the four elements in turn, incense for air, the wand for fire, the cup for water, and the pentacle for earth. Meditate on the power of each element and visualize that power flowing into the athame. Say, may you be charged with the power of air, fire, etc., and serve me well in the east, south, etc., between the worlds, in all the worlds, so mote it be. Pass your athame through the candle flame and touch it to the central cauldron. Visualize white light filling and charging it. Say, may you be charged from the center of all, above and below, throughout and about, within and without, to serve me well between the worlds, in all the worlds, so mote it be. Draw or inscribe your own personal symbols on the blade or hilt. Trace over them with your own saliva, sweat, menstrual blood, or other secretions to create the link with your tool. Breathe on it and imagine your own personal power flowing into it. Touch it to your heart and your lips. Raise it to sky and point it to earth. Wrap your cord around it, 
or imagine it if you don't have a cord, and visualize a shield of light binding the power. Say, cord go round, power be bound, light revealed, now be sealed. Earth the power, thank the goddess, and open the circle by thanking each of the directions and visualizing the pentacles dissolving. In casting a circle, the outer forms used are less important than the strength of the inner visualization. When the priestess calls the guardians of the east, for example, she feels the wind and sees the sun rising with her inner sight. She is also visualizing the flaming pentacles and the circle of light surrounding the coven. In a strong coven, one person may perform the outward actions, but all will be internally visualizing the circle and attuning themselves to the elements. The outer forms can be very simple. Alone, it may be enough to simply visualize a ring of white light around the room or turn to each direction in turn and tap the wall. A group may join hands and picture the circle, or one member may walk around the others. The circle may be marked out ahead of time with chalk, stones, string, flowers, leaves, or shells, or drawn invisibly with the athame as it is cast. This chapter opens with a description of a formal circle casting. At first, trying to remember the words and actions, visualize the elements, and feel the power will be far more difficult than trying to pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. But with practice, your concentration will improve until the entire sequence flows easily and naturally. You may wish to create your own invocations instead of using the ones given. Here are other examples. A Circle for Healing During Struggle by Alan Acacia Hail, guardians of the watchtower of the east, powers of air. Blow the staleness away, fill our lungs. Help us bring freshness into our lives. Let there be clear skies, clear minds for us to see our way. Let our words create a safe space, blessed be. Hail, guardians of the watchtower of the south, powers of fire. Come into our hearts, warm us. Help us emerge from hibernation, isolation, to greet each other. Let passion glow on our birthright as we fight injustice. Let our emotions out from all their hiding places, blessed be. Hail, guardians of the watchtower of the West, powers of water. Rain on us, quench our thirst. Help us remember the ocean womb from which we come. Now let all of us be connected. Let our moods be flowing back and forth until all is one. Let the drought of separation be over, blessed be. Hail, guardians of the watchtower of the north, powers of earth. Strengthen our resolve. Keep us centered. Help us be here now. Let our bodies be strong for loving each other. Let the dizziness of the workday pass and all of us find ourselves together on one planet. Because of our struggles and magic, may a greater circle be cast of love and social harmony. Blessed be. Valerie's Rhyming Invocations to the Four Quarters East Quicksilver messenger, master of the crossroads, springtime step lightly into my mind. Golden one whisper 
airy ferrymen sail from the east on the wings of the wind. South. Desert flower, flaming will, crackle with energy under my skin. Red lion roaring, pulses racing, roaming the south. I am open, come in. West. Pearl gray warrior, ghostly quest, prince of twilight, sailing west. Intuition, sundown lady, ancient serpent of the sea, pearly queen of twilight waters, silver foot come silently. North. Mother of mountains, mother of trees, mother of midnight, mother of earth. Root and leaf and flower and thorn, come to us, come to us out of the north. Listeners, this one reminds me of uh, yesterday. I went to this place called Eagle Creek Park in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I went hiking around there. And it was just so lovely being out in nature, seeing all the trees and the green plants and the wild flowers. Um, I saw some birds and a raccoon, like a big ass raccoon too. It was like kind of alarming, but um, it was so magical just to be out there in in nature. So I really would encourage you to, if you can, get out in nature every once in a while um, to really enjoy it and hopefully feel closer to the goddess and God. Back to the text. Invocations from the summer solstice ritual, Starhawk. With these begin in the north. Earth my bone, my body, mountain my breast, Green grass and leafy tree, my trailing hair. Rich dark dust, oozing mud, seed sending white root deep. Carpet of molding leaves, be our bed. By the earth that is her body, powers of the north send forth your strength. Air, my breath, breeze of morning, stallion of the dawn star. Whirlwind, bearing all that soars in flight. Bee and bird, sweet fragrance, wailing storm's voice, carry us. By the air that is her breath, powers of the east send forth your light. Fire my heart, burn bright. My spirit is a flame, my eye misses nothing. A blaze leaps from nerve to nerve, spark of the solar fire. Unanswering heat rises, unbearable delight. The flames sing, consume us. By the fire that is her spirit, powers of the south, send forth your flame. Water my womb, my blood, wash over us, cool us. Waves sweep ashore on white wings. The rush, hiss, the rumble of stones as the tide recedes. That rhythm, my pulse, flood, gushing fountain, we pour ourselves out, sweep us away. By the waters of her living womb, powers of the West, send forth your flow. The energy field created by a circle can also be used for protection. This can be done very simply. Exercise 37, Protective Circle. Visualize a circle or bubble of white light around yourself with the energy running clockwise. Tell yourself it is an impenetrable barrier no harmful forces can cross. If you have time, perform the circle visualization 
or quickly call each of the four elements in turn. Exercise 38, Permanent Protective Circle. A permanent circle of protection can be established around your home or place of work. The following ritual can be done alone or in a group with each person carrying one of the objects. Ground and center. Go around the house wittershins with a bell, a broom, and charged salt water. Ring the bell to scare away negative energies. Sweep away unwanted forces with the broom or use a wand to wave them out. Sprinkle each entrance, each window, door, mirror, and major water outlets with salt water. Also sprinkle the corners of every room. If necessary, perform a banishing as in exercise 22. Do the salt water purification. Now go around the house clockwise with salt water, athame, and incense. Draw an invoking pentacle at each entrance with the athame and then with salt water. Concentrate on forming a seal of protection that cannot be broken. Finally, with the incense, charge each entrance and corner, inviting good forces to enter. Say, salt and sea, of ill stay free, fire and air, draw all that is fair. Around and around, the circle is bound. Formally cast a circle in the room you will use for rituals. Chant and raise power to fill the house with protection. Then thank the goddess, earth the power, and open the circle. You can reinforce a protective circle by visualizing it. Do so before magical work or sleep. The circle is cast. The ritual is begun. We have created the sacred space, a space fit for the gods to enter. We have cleansed ourselves and centered ourselves. Our mental bonds have dropped away. Free from fear, we can open to the starlight. In perfect love and perfect trust, we are prepared to invoke the goddess. That's the end of chapter four of The Spiral Dance, a rebirth of the ancient religion of the great goddess by Starhawk. Next time, we will start chapter five, The Goddess. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Wiccan Podcast. If you'd like to donate to help me cover the cost of books and my monthly SoundCloud subscription, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Wicca. I also have a Facebook page. Just go on Facebook and search for The Wiccan Read-Along Podcast and you'll find it. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you so much for listening to The Wiccan Read-Along Podcast. This is Phoenix the Reader signing out. Blessed be.